Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Season 10, our bonus podcast where we write and we read out a plot synopsis of a hypothetical Season 10 of Seinfeld. And uh, this is our fifth episode. That's right. And uh, this week's episode is called The Faulty Modem. The Faulty Modem, that's right. Um, so within this one, I'll read the synopsis. Uh, Kramer's pool house is infested with roaches. Uh, George is attracted to his young and beautiful internet technician when he calls them out for help. Jerry does everything he can to stop the roaches from entering his house. And Elaine accidentally tweets about a future company announcement. And uh, Stephen, who are the main cast? Uh, So we have Jerry as Jerry, uh, JLD as Elaine, Jason Alexander as George, Michael Richards as Kramer. And uh, we have Alicia Silverstone Mm. as Naomi. Interesting casting because... I was trying to find someone, or we were trying to find someone kind of like Girl Next Door-ish, you okay. know, to be the character, uh, Naomi, who's the internet technician, who mm-hmm. you'll hear about in a minute, yes. Yep. We also have uh, Amanda Seyfried as Jordan Ridgway. Elaine's boss. She makes another appearance in the series. That's yes, right. That's right. Uh, Jerry Stiller as Frank, Estelle Harris as Estelle, George's parents. Yes, the Costanzas, they make their debut in season 10. Wow. How exciting. Can't wait. Yes. Uh, they're very uh, old, but uh, they're still funny. <laughs> still insane. <laughs> yeah, still, they're still alive. Which still is mental. Yes. Uh, and uh, finally, we have Benjamin Haig as Brendan, Elaine and Putty's son. That's right, yes. And uh, he has his first speaking role in this episode. Uh, in this, Well, he's been in this series before. His first speaking role. Yes, that's right. Oh, his speaking role, yes. Yeah, that's right. Not his first appearance. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, let's crack on with it. Let's do it. Shall I start? Go for it. George is lying on his parents' couch watching a video on his tablet when suddenly the video stops. Don't you hate when that happens? George looks puzzled and he resets the tablet. What the hell's going on, he thinks. He's annoyed when he gets a Wi-Fi not connected alert, so he tries different things to get his internet back online with no success. And one thing I want to mention as well before I do continue on, um, the internet that I'm going to describe about fixing it and stuff, it's kind of like Australian ADSL internet. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the internet's like in the US or whatever, so please bear with me. I should have mentioned this at the start. But, it's um, fine. You know, it's fine. Whatever. Yep. If people haven't uh, heard from our accents, we're, we're in Australia. Yeah, and we've reached the uh, late 20th century when it comes to internet. So yes, our good. internet is still shithouse compared to most <laughs> other first world countries. Worse than Lithuania and Kenya, yep. last time I heard. Oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. <laughs> uh, George walks over to his modem only to discover that the lights are off. George says, great. Oh, sorry, you're George. I'm George. I'm George's <laughs> yeah, episode. Yes. Great. Just great. How am I going to watch Nigella saute spinach now? <laughs> As in Nigella Lawson. Yeah. He calls tech support for help when Estelle and Frank call out from their bedroom. George, the internet is down. I know, Ma. Frank yells, how am I supposed to watch Nigella cook paella now? Paella. Paella now. <laughs> How am I supposed to watch Ni- Nigella cook paella now? <laughs> After 45 minutes of waiting, tech support advised George that they'll get someone out to look at it. Why did it take 45 minutes to get through to you? Are you the only person there? Do you think I'll have to... Do you think I have all the time in the world to just sit here and listen to Taylor Swift serenading me while I wait on the phone? But sir, uh, it says in your job title that you're unemployed. That's not the point. Just get someone out here. He hangs up in frustration and he wonders if he has to read a book now the internet is down. Oh, he laments about how he hates reading, especially <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's. He can't do 90 pages. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, next scene. Elaine, Jerry and Kramer are at Jerry's apartment talking about kids eating Tide Pods and putting videos up online about it. Jerry says that the kids these days aren't as tough as they used to be. Brandon has been watching these videos lately. I've had to put the pods on the higher shelf so he doesn't get to them, that little rascal. When I was a kid, we used to mix whisk powder with our cereal, and we would save a lot of money 
not by not buying toothpaste. George barges in and tells the gang about having no internet. The others dismiss his concerns, and they say that everything will be fine once the technician turns up. George says, You don't understand. It's the year 2018, not 1998. What am I going to do between now and Monday anytime between 8am and 12pm? I'll be bored out of my mind. And Kramer replies, You can read. It's always a great way to pass the time. I haven't used the internet much since my break from technology, even though I play Fortnite a lot these days. Elaine jokingly suggests that George should eat Tide Pods. (laughs) (laughs) While Jerry says that he should go for a walk outside to ease his mind. George says, What good do walks, walks do for your mind, Jerry? If I walk through Central Park after midnight, I could be a goner. Jerry says, sarcastically, That would be a shame. (laughs) Kramer then tells Jerry that he noticed a couple of cockroaches in the pool house and that he needs to make his way back upstate to exterminate them. He leaves the apartment in a rush. Jerry then says he's really scared of roaches. One time there was a big one in the pool and he panicked. Anyone want to go for coffee? Elaine smiles. Are you buying? No. (laughs) Kramer walks into the pool. Typical Jerry response. It's like, no. Blunt. (laughs) Blunt and mean. Yeah. Kramer walks into the pool house where he notices several cockroaches moving around on the floor. He screams in horror and starts spraying. <laughs> starts spraying roach spray everywhere. That's our high tech production. You just going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Kramer goes, "Oh, mama." <laughs> the, <And> ne- <laughs> the next day, Elaine's at work, and while walking to the photocopier, she overhears her boss Jordan and another high-ranking employee talk about a potential takeover by the New York Times. Jordan says. It might happen really soon. This would take the company to much greater heights. Plus, it would make me a ton of money. So, you know, there's that. Uh, One of the employees says, wow, that would be amazing. Jordan tells them not to say anything as it's still in the negotiation stage and that this requires strict confidentiality. Elaine briskly walks past with a shocked look on her face, hoping they didn't catch her eavesdropping. (laughs) The New York Times? I could work for the New York Times? Oh, my God! Jordan pokes her head out from the meeting room with a look of concern as she stares at Elaine giddily walking away. New York Times, ha <laughs> Next scene. It's Monday morning at around 11.30am back at the Costanza's living room. Frank is reading the newspaper while Estelle and George are watching TV when the doorbell rings. Estelle answers the door and lets the technician in, played by Alicia Silverstone. George, the internet lady is here. I don't know any of this stuff, so you can show her where everything is. Frank and George look up and see a beautiful younger woman standing there with a bag of tools, and George is instantly enamoured by her presence. Naomi says, smiling, Hey, my name's Naomi, and I'm here to look at your connection. George immediately stands up and says that he is happy to show her around. Frank asks her if she can look at his broken toilet while she's there. I'm sorry, sir, but I only know how to fix internet connections. Then what good are technicians? He goes back to reading his newspaper. George leads Naomi to another living room, sorry, another living area, where the modem is, and he begins asking her about where she's from, how long she's been an internet technician for, and uh, what she's doing for the rest of the evening. Oh, I'm from Kentucky, and I've been a technician for about two years now, give or take. George says, really? Oh boy. So you know know your way around modems, huh? Naomi inspects the modem in the line and says that everything is fine. She says that she may need to return another day to check the phone box and lines outside, as she doesn't have her equipment with her. George says, smiling, By all means, whatever you need to do, you do. Come over as many times as you like. Can I have your number in case I need to call you directly? Wink, Na- wink. <laughs> wink, wink, unsubtly. <laughs> Naomi, smiling, says, If you ring tech support, they'll be more than happy to help. 
I'll be back on Wednesday morning. She then leaves, and George is absolutely gobsmacked at how beautiful she is. Frank and Estelle argue about stereotypes of maintenance, maintenance people. They're usually ugly with bad hygiene. She is an exception. Who cares what they look like, as long as they do the job? If only she could fix that toilet. That dripping noise is driving me nuts. <laughs> In the next scene, Jerry is on the way back to his upstate house, listening to George talk about Naomi. Oh, Jerry, boy, she's so beautiful. I've never seen a technician like her. Jerry laughs and says that she sounds like an exception to the stereotype of maintenance workers. He hangs up and receives a call from Kramer right away. Jerry, I can't contain these roaches. There's too many of them. They're all over the pool area. I think they're going to make their way into your house. Jerry says to Kramer that he'll do what it takes to stop them from breaching the house as he hangs up. Jerry says to himself, Stephen... I hope it's not as bad as he says it is. I lost my place there. That's okay. The scene quickly cuts to Kramer in the fetal position next to Jerry's back door as the sound of hundreds of roaches scattering along the pool area plays out. Dramatic music plays in the background. I feel like it's an old radio drama, you know, with like crappy sound effects in your microphone. (laughs) Yeah, you know, like a door opening, like... (laughs) Yeah. Yep, this is our high high bid will budget. <laughs> yeah, indeed. This is what our patrons give us. Yeah, our money. <laughs> this is what you get. <laughs> yes. Uh, in the next scene, Steve. Uh, at after work drink. Uh, at after work drink. At after work drinks. Yes. Elaine is sipping on a fourth vodka when Jane comes. When Jordan. I'll start that again. That's okay. New scene. At after work drinks. Elaine is sipping on a fourth vodka when Jordan comes over to her. Can we talk for a minute? Sure. They walk into a meeting room where George gives Elaine the third degree. A Jordan gives Jordan. Elaine the third degree. <laughs> did I just say George? Yes, he did. Fucking hell. Ah, George. No. Yeah, so Jordan gives Elaine the third degree, and Jordan says, I saw you eavesdrop when I told Robert about the possible takeover. This is confidential information. The three of us are the only people here who know about it, okay? And this can't be leaked. Do you understand? Elaine replies tipsy. Sure, sure, I understand. I won't say a word. Jordan tells Elaine that she's doing a great job in the office despite her not liking Elaine personally, and she leaves. Elaine is exciting, excited. Oh, it's meant to be excited, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Misspelling. Bloody hell, as sorry. if he'd make a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine is excited about the fact that the New York Times may take over the company, and she thinks about the possible opportunities with them. Elaine replies drunkenly as she raises her glass to herself. Elaine Venice, senior editor of the New York Times. She whips out her phone in ecstasy. And in an inebriated state, she posts the following message on a Twitter account. NYT takeover, baby. Woo! She She fucks it up within like 10 seconds. Yep. Terrible. Cooks it. Cooks it. Cook the books. She walks out of the meeting room and heads home. In the next scene, back at the upstate house, Jerry is seen putting towels under the back door while spraying roach spray in the pool area. Kramer is wearing a beekeeper's outfit (laughs) while using a fly swatter to hit the roaches. And Jerry says, Where did all these roaches come from? Did you leave food out again? Kramer is unsure how it happened, and he said that he's scared. Kramer says, When I was a boy, Jerry, I woke up from a nightmare that when I was taken by aliens who resembled roaches. As I turned my head, I saw a roach from the corner of my eye glaring at me with his antennae and his pincers. I've never recovered from it. Yeah, you've told me several times. He calls the exterminator and they say that they can't bring anyone out until tomorrow afternoon. Where did you get the beekeeper's outfit? Oh, uh, I volunteered at an apiary a few weeks after high school. I never knew when I was going to wear it again, but I kept it anyway. 
Jerry says, you know that suit is for bees and not roaches, right? Kramer screams, ah, and runs into Jerry's house. A few moments later, he goes back outside and says, Jerry, I think the internet's down. The modem lights aren't on. (gasps) I better check the phone box. He goes around the back and says that the phone box outside is covered in roaches. Yuck. And he screams once again. Next scene. The next day, George is outside the front of his house trying to flirt with Naomi while she's looking at the phone box. George says, so uh, are you doing anything after work? Naomi responds smiling, I have a couple of jobs upstate that I have to go to, but I'm free after that. One of them is actually for a celebrity, a famous comedian. I've never fixed a celebrity's connection before. I'm kind of nervous. George starts beaming. And then George says, that wouldn't happen to be Jerry Seinfeld, would it? And Naomi responds stunned, yes, how did you know that? Because uh, I'm close friends with him. Maybe I can meet you at his place and we can head out for dinner after. I know some great places out there. Naomi smiles and agrees to his plan. She fixes the phone box and says that the internet should be working now. She gives him a business card. This is my direct number. She winks at him. I'll see you later. Ooh, here we go. She's keen. Here we go. She's keen. She is. Alicia Silverstone. (laughs) She walks off and George is struggling to breathe. He's hyperventilating. He can't believe that a gorgeous younger woman is interested in dating him. The stars are aligned. (laughs) In the next scene, Elaine is at her desk when Jordan rushes over to her in anger. Have you read the news lately, Elaine? Something to do with the New York Times? Elaine logs onto Twitter and finds various articles about the proposed takeover of the company by the New York Times. Jordan exclaims that they will be pulling out of the deal because of this early exposure. Like I said before, Elaine, there are only three people here who know about this, okay? I'm the CEO of the company, and the other person doesn't have social media, so the other person who leaked it must have been you. Elaine explains that she meant for the message to be cryptic, and that it could have meant anything. Jordan doesn't buy it, and she says that it doesn't help that Elaine has her job title and company on her Twitter bio. (laughs) You know, Elaine, some people can put two and two together. Now there's all these speculation articles out there. I'm very disappointed in you. I could have been a multi-millionaire. Elaine apologises as Jordan walks away. She turns around after a few steps and goes back to Elaine. (sighs) Listen, I'm not going to fire you. I should have told Robert about this in a more secluded place, and it's partly my fault. Instead, I've given the cleaner a week off, so I'll need you to take care of the bathrooms while you work on your deadlines, okay? Elaine sighs and meekly accepts the deal as Jordan walks away. She thinks to herself that things could have been much worse, and that her senior editor job at the New York Times can wait another 40 years. She heads to the janitor's closet to prepare for bathroom duty. Meanwhile, George is at Jerry's house trying to help him get rid of the roaches. And he tells Jerry that Naomi said that she'll be there shortly. Jerry says, so I get to see a beautiful maintenance worker? There's a first time for everything. <laughs> Sorry to all the maintenance workers out there. <laughs> yep, you keep the world turning. Indeed. Yep, there'd be no civilization without plumbers and maintenance workers. We live in a society. <laughs> Jerry says that the exterminator will turn up after Naomi, and he was surprised that he was able to get his internet appointment earlier than the exterminator call out. Jerry says, how many houses need exterminating on a daily basis? One, maybe two tops. How many people need their internet fixed? Hundreds, if not more. <laughs> the front doorbell rings and George goes to answer. He lets Naomi in and tells her that the phone box is infested with roaches. Naomi then says, "That's fine. Roaches don't scare me. I'm afraid of bees. That, uh, afraid of bees. I'm afraid of bees, though." <laughs> she doesn't say it like that. No. When I was eight years old, I had a dream where a beekeeper kidnapped me, and the next day of school, I was stung by a bee. I've never recovered from it. <laughs> 
She checks the modem and the line in the house, and George opens the back door for her. Just as she's about to go outside, she sees Kramer walks towards her in his beekeeper outfit. Kramer says, Jerry? George? Is that you? Naomi screams and turns. Naomi screams and runs out the back door. She trips over one of the rolled up towels and falls into the concrete in the pool area. The one that Jerry rolled up earlier. Yes. <laughs> oh boy, that's got to hurt. Jerry says. In the final scene, a few days later, the core four are at Elaine's house reminiscing about what happened recently. Elaine says she's sick of cleaning toilets. George says that Naomi doesn't want to know him anymore, understandably. And Kramer and Jerry are relieved that the exterminator was able to kill all of the roaches. I didn't realise that I had half a cheese pizza under my bed. My god, those roaches must have been starving. Elaine says, oh, So, was the exterminator a gorgeous young woman? Jerry says. Quite the opposite, actually. I was going to give him a few dollars because I thought he was homeless when he walked up to my front door. And Kramer adds, He was quite uncouth and rather odious. Sounds like more of a Newman line. Yeah. <laughs> Kramer says that he's thrown away the beekeeper suit after what happened, and George says that he'll never find another beautiful maintenance worker again. They're as rare as diamonds. Elaine says that she's getting no Wi-Fi when she checks her phone, and Brandon yells out from the other room, Mom, the internet's down! How am I going to watch Tide Pod videos now? (laughs) And that's the episode. That's the whole episode. That's the faulty modem. That's our plot synopsis. I like that one. Yeah, it was a good one, huh? Yes. Let us know what you think. Uh, Bidwabaskapodcast at gmail.com, and also we're on socials at B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. We'd love to know what you think about it, or if you have any ideas for episodes. That's right. Let Get in touch know. with us and, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Because this is all headcanon from Stephen and I, so we're coming up with the ideas and uh, and bringing them out to you. So, you know, we haven't stolen anyone's work or anything. This is all OG content. That's right. Yes. And uh, thanks to our Patreon supporters. And uh, if you want to become one, yeah, head over and, and chuck, us a, chuck us a couple of bucks. Yeah, that'd be great. Yes. And uh, thank you very much. And uh, my name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. We'll see you next time for Season 10 as well as But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. You take care now. <laughs>